You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to Conversations with Everyday People. I'm your host, Adam Hedgespaugh, and I'm super excited to introduce you to my very first guest. He is a childhood friend, a great buddy of mine. We went to Michigan State University and studied together, and uh, he's got a great story. And I think he'd be the perfect first guest to give us an idea of how he became an entrepreneur. Gabe Cervantes, how you doing? Thanks, thanks for coming on the show. I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me, and uh, really proud of what you're doing. This is cool. I think the the ultimate goal here is to tell stories to people, everyday people, just like you said, interview everyday people and and let everyday people hear it and hopefully inspire someone or motivate someone to to do something. So, yep, I'm doing good, man. Awesome. Great to hear. So, you know, I think you got a great story and and that's why I thought of you to come on the show first and you're an awesome guy, great father, you know, longtime friend. So, can you give us a little bit more about your story and and uh, how you became an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So just, just like you said, God, I've known you since I think we were just young kids, man, or at least I was, I think maybe 13 or 14, yeah. something like that. But from the Detroit, I ended up going to Michigan State, studied hospitality business, always had a, a passion for food as a kid. I was always in the the kitchen with my grandmother, my mom, always watching Food Network. I wasn't really into as much as I wanted to be. I just didn't have much of an interest in watching sports and stuff like that. I was always tuned into mm-hmm. anything cooking. It's just all I wanted to watch. And so when I went to MSU, I studied hospitality business with the intention that I would get out of there with my degree and go into the restaurant field, which I did do for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would say probably for the three years following college, I was in the restaurant world, mm-hmm. enjoyed it, had a good time, but just kind of got out there and started exploring some some other pastures. Sales is what I ended up going into. Mm-hmm. Financial services is where I spent most of my post-college years thus far, working in banking, investments, financial advice, things like that until maybe about three years ago, I decided to go back to the roots. Like they say, everything comes full circle, right? Mm-hmm. So that that bug to mm-hmm. be in food and be in the restaurant world just, just wouldn't go away. So I ended up just kind of getting back in tune with that. And, and how exactly are you getting back in tune with that bug? Say that again. I said, how how exactly are you getting back in tune with that? Right. So what I ended up doing was starting a business. I started a a business, a food truck. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to be self-employed, ultimately wanted to have a business, something to, I guess, set an example for my kids, something a little different than going the the corporate route or, Mm -hmm. or getting a job, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all, but I just, it's something I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I looked into myself and said, what, if I were to start a business, what would I, what would I do? What would I be good at? And it was just food, right? Mm-hmm. So there was the uh, possibility of doing an actual restaurant or getting involved with 
you know, companies that already exist in the form of a franchise, for example. And I started small with a food truck because I thought it'd be more manageable. I knew I had the capital for it. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at. I've got a taco truck. We're in our third year. And the goal, the goal is to just get started to use this business as a gateway to, you know, something bigger. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm proud to say that we're still here. So just to kind of backtrack here, you you graduated with a hospitality degree. You did a little hospitality out of school. And then you were just in the financial services business, worked in corporate America, right? For a good, how many years there? Gosh, let's see. I think I got into corporate America probably and I left the restaurant world in I think 2009, right around when I got married. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much, I think, when it started. I, I ended up, my first gig mm-hmm. was with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, man. Mm-hmm. Enterprise yeah, Rent-A-Car. yeah, I remember that. Right. Chicago area. Yeah, absolutely. They say it was a great company to kind of learn, you know, the general, I guess, fundamentals of of running a business Mm -hmm. from the perspective of ownership, you know, profitability, expenses, things like that. And I will tell you, it is, it was everything they said it was going to be. It really was. Mm -hmm. But that's where it first started. And then I would say after maybe three years with enterprise, I got pulled into financial services just through some family members. My in-laws are in the financial advisor arena and thought I'd be good at it. So I ended up having to go with that, which ended up lasting maybe another eight years Wow! before I went out on my own to do my food truck. Okay. So, so eight years in the corporate America, financial services doing, I guess, somewhat sales on the front line, right? And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sales oriented. Okay. So why didn't you just continue that route? I'm sure you had good health care and benefits and were making pretty good income, you know, and you could have just did the comfortable thing and, and stayed put. What, what, what inspired you, I guess, to leave that job or that industry altogether right. and, and, and start a food truck? Right, right. It was it was a curiosity, really. I think it was a couple of things. One, it was a curiosity. It was a desire to do something adventurous, a desire to see what I was really made of that really never went away. I've got to admit, I was very, very trigger shy for many years. Um, just because there's there's just like you said, that security of having that corporate umbrella, especially from, you know, a family man, a, a parent with responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It was uh, hard to step out from under that umbrella. That's mm-hmm. part of it. But also the, the a lot of the inspiration was drawn from probably my last job in the corporate world was with one of the major banks with Chase Bank, mm-hmm. which you're aware of here in the U.S. I was a banker. and Right. right. Metro Detroit. Correct. Yep. And mm-hmm. one of the designations, I guess, or certifications you could say that I have was working with business owners. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, business owners who had bank accounts titled in the name of their business with Chase Bank. And I would sit down with these people. I would sit down with so many people every single day. And part of my job was to just get to know them and their stories and build relationships with them. But with these business owners, I was just so like in awe of what they were doing. You know, some of them were wildly successful. They'd mm-hmm. been doing it for 40 years and they were, you know, sitting on a, 
a really good position financially in their lives. Some of them had only been in business a couple of years and were starting to ramp up. Some of them had been at it a, a little bit longer and it wasn't going well, but I had so much respect for all of these people. Mm-hmm. And after sitting down with them and building these relationships, I would go so much deeper than just, you know, whatever it was that brought them into the bank that day, whether it was a question they had on their account. And I would just genuinely be interested in how they got started. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing what you're doing? Basically, the same questions that you're asking me is what I would ask all these people. Yeah. Okay. That's a very, very sincere interest. And after a few years of doing that, I just felt more and more like I could do it too. Like these people Mm -hmm. really made me feel like I could do the same thing if I was willing to make the sacrifices to do it. And one day I just made the jump, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, a lot of people don't make that jump and then they always question if they should have, or at least, you know, what would have happened if I didn't. So that's, that's hats off to you, man. That's, that's amazing. Okay. So why, you know, you you talked a little bit about making the jump and how's, how's everything going? How's your journey been so far? It's been, it's been a hell of a journey. I think I left the corporate arena in, in like November of 2000, let's say 18. Okay. And then let's, let's everybody listening can do the, the timeline, figure out what was right around the corner a few months after that. So that that was when that was right around November of 2018, I believe is when I left to to start this food truck. 2019, right? Pre-pandemic. I'm in my third year, but basically when did COVID hit? Because whenever COVID hit the U.S. in March 2020. Okay. So then, yes, I left in November of 2019. Right. I yeah, started I remember that. You know, okay. right, shopping, shopping for a food truck, doing my plans as far as, you know, what equipment mm-hmm. to have, what was my menu going to be, health department licenses, certifications, business licenses in the state of Michigan which took me all in all probably about a good four months. And then fast forward to March of 2020, if our timeline is correct, right? Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. ready to open my doors. I'm ready to go out and actually be in business. And then here in Michigan, Governor Whitmer shuts down the state that same week. Wow. For COVID. I mean, it was brand new. It was the beginning of everything. And it was supposed to be of my of my business launching and it was you talk about like a deer in the headlights kind of look right mm-hmm. like holy crap what do we do now like it was that kind of a thing but i think the the really cool thing that i'm probably the most proud of through this whole journey is like they say you see what you're made of when your back's against the ropes right mm-hmm. or you see you see it's not how you fall. It's how you respond or how you get back up, that kind of thing. But I just used my network and I just kept going. I said, if I'm going to go down and this thing isn't going to work, I'm going to go down swinging and, and ended up in a pretty damn good position. Here I am three years later with the business doing better than I could have imagined it, to be honest with you. So. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. It's, it's super inspired. I mean, you know, you're resilient. 
And it, it takes a lot, not only to chase your dreams, but also to stick through it because it's easy to, to stop, you know, and to give up. So, you know, pat yourself on the back for that. So what advice would you have for someone who might be considering chasing their dreams or, or making the move from corporate America, uh, whether that's the financial services industry or wherever they're at to become an entrepreneur like you did? Absolutely. Good question. So I would say, you know, the hardest part is getting started. 10 times out of 10, that's the hardest part is actually getting started. And there's different ways to do that. But once you get started, I feel like, and as well as, you know, I'm sharing stories of other people I've talked to who have kind of done the same thing as, as I have in one form of another. Once you're started, you know, things just start falling into place. The, the dominoes start, you start knocking them all down and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the most important thing is getting started. And there's different ways to do that. I mean, I went all in. I left my job. I couldn't have done that without a spouse who was working. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I won't, you know, I'll give, I'll give credit to my wife for that. And I'll acknowledge the fact that not everyone can just do that. Right. But that, right. Was, that was my position at the point in time. And it's one of the reasons I was able to jump, you know, fully into this thing. But on the side, there's other ways to get started. You can do, you know, a little side hobby, start it as a side hobby, a side hustle, whatever it is, mm-hmm. grow it into something bigger. But I would say the number one advice I can give you, if you're truly passionate about it, is just find a way to get started. Mm-hmm. That's it. Find a way awesome. to get started. See if it's good. See if you have, if it's something you're good at. I mean, there's because I listen to a lot of, um, you know, kind of different motivational speakers. And one person in particular is always talking about following your dream whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between following something you're passionate about and following something that you're truly gifted at and good at. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I would say that if, if you're uncertain about whether it's just a passion or, you know, truly a gift that you do better than everyone else, you know, just dabble in it, figure, figure it out first. You know, just the the analogy that, that I was given was, you know, a lot of people are passionate about golf. Think mm-hmm. about you and you know, me back in the day. We loved golfing. We sucked. Mm-hmm. But Lord, no, we were still terrible. terrible. Still absolutely. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Should never leave our jobs to go be professional golfers. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a nightmare of an idea. We're passionate about it, but we're not gifted at it. Mm-hmm. But there are multiple things that you and I are both really, really good at. And everyone else out there, too, has something, one or two things that they are just better at than anyone that they know, you know. That's awesome. It's a, they, it's a thing they do best that comes with, you know, as they say, the least amount of effort. So whatever that is, I would say identify that and mm-hmm. just find a way to get started, whether it's a side hustle or, or you know, whatever. That's that's the first step. Do it. Do awesome. It. And, and on, the, on that note, whether it's professionally or personally, who, who has inspired you in your life? You mentioned some motivational speakers. Right. Right. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I think on, on like a more well-known level, on a celebrity level, I listen to a lot of Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. the Family Feud host, very funny mm-hmm. guy, but yeah, people don't know his story. People don't know a lot about his story. And I didn't either until a coworker at the bank 
after becoming friends with me and, and mm-hmm. I had him over my house for dinner a couple times and he realized how good I was at cooking. And he, he said, you should listen to the Steve Harvey's videos. And he started sending them to me. Wow. And okay. that guy, that, yeah, that guy had a very similar story where he left his job, mm-hmm. his very secure job here in Flint, Michigan, believe it or not. Most people don't know these. No, I didn't know that either. Wow. Yep. Okay. He worked for, I believe, Ford, Ford Motor Company. Okay. Or GM, one of the two over in Flint mm-hmm. and, and pursued his dream to become a full-time comedian in the process. And like they say, the process is really where you grow. It's the process. It's the journey. He was homeless for three years. He lived in his car. Wow. The same guy we see on TV seven days a week. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I have a lot of respect for people who I know have done it. They've been there. Mm -hmm. So he's he's a big inspiration for me on like maybe a more well-known level. Another strong source of inspiration was this, the customers that I sat down with at the bank every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. It really was, man. That's awesome. I remember the day I left my job, I, I walked in and a customer came in. She owned a restaurant and we had such a good relationship, she and I. And she was a restaurateur, a Thai woman with, with like three Thai restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I, I'm going to leave and I'm going to do this thing. And She's like, oh, okay, when are you leaving? I said, today. And she wow. like teared up and she's like, oh my God, what's going to, you know, what, what's going to happen? You're not going to be here. You know, she just had a lot of different questions, but in the end, mm-hmm. she was just so supportive. And she was like, before she walked out of the, the office, she looked and turned around at me and said, if you're leaving today, go, what are you doing here? And That's she walked great. Out. She walked away and it was just like people like that. Who, yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. made me believe that I could do it too. And a lot of those folks over the years have actually become my customers and have looked me up from the food truck to to hire me for private parties and things like that. It's meant the world to me. Wow. Just your network. They're in your, they're, they're, they're your people now. Right. Absolutely. So, Okay. Man, that's great stuff. I appreciate this content. You are awesome. And you got an inspirational story. But before we go, what, what's next for you and in, in, in your business? So I am looking at after three years or, you know, my third season doing this, I think one of the things that I haven't done so well is scaling the business, which I think you know, most businesses out there will, will share the same story, you know, getting it to a point where you can actually step away from it and still have revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. That's something that I haven't been able to achieve yet. I'm turning it into something bigger, whether that means multiple food trucks or whether that means an actual brick and mortar location. I'm really at a fork in the road right now. I'm even considering it's another concept altogether. I mentioned franchising earlier. I'm looking at a couple of different brands to maybe buy into, mm-hmm. but I would say at this point, um, I'm ready to get to the next level. What I, what I have created for myself thus far, as proud as I am of it, it's, it's very much like a job, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, yes. right? Something that I do seasonally. And if I'm not doing it, there's no money coming in. Mm-hmm. It's saying a lot that I've achieved what I've achieved, but I, we have to get to the next level. And so that's where I'm trying to figure out what does the next level mean? So it's growth. Growth is the next step for me in one way or another. The food truck was always meant to be more of a gateway. Mm-hmm. 
something to start small and grow into something bigger and however that manifests itself, you know, was, mm-hmm. was the wild card, but we're, mm-hmm. we're doing it one day at a time, man. One year at a time, brother. Well, I'll tell you what, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. I appreciate it so much. And I hopefully, would you come on, you know, once we were, we're at that next level, would you come on and tell us about that? How you got to that next level? Absolutely. Absolutely. This whole thing from what, from what I really appreciate about what you're doing with your podcast, as well as me is about inspiring people, man. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, letting someone hear the story and that makes them get up and do something the way the people at the bank made me get up and do something. My customers, you know what I mean? So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. God bless. I know you gotta, you gotta get back to the wife and kids and, and I appreciate your time and and for coming on the show. And I look forward to our follow-up to where, you know, we're at that next level and I want to hear all about it. So love you, brother. Have a great evening. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you, man. Bye. This has been a mission matters network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.